It's our last episode of the season, and what a season it has been. From West Hollywood to Western Australia, from conscious travel to family travel, in eight episodes, we've spoken to some brilliant experts. Now in our closing episode, I am thrilled to have with me two hoteliers behind two great brands as we discuss family-run hotels. Introducing Carla Sersale from the family behind the iconic Le Siranusa in Positano and Lydia Forte of Rocco Forte Hotels. So let's start straight at the beginning. Did you both know you're going to end up working in hospitality? Was that always going to happen? Lydia? Um, I didn't actually. I didn't know I was going to end up working in hospitality. Obviously, it was something that I was surrounded with from a very young age. Um it was part of the dinner time conversation. My grandfather was in hotels um, and just generally hospitality and food and um, things like that were very much sort of a focus of our, of our family meals. Um, but I think at university I was studying history and I decided I had to figure out what I was going to do. And so I went to work in a, in a restaurant. I went to work at the Walsley Um as an assistant maitre d', which I love. So that was my kind of baptism of fire into, into hospitality. And it was the first time I ever did an internship or a work experience that I actually loved. And that's that's where it took me. I mean, sort of knowing possibly in the back of my mind that it was going to take me into the family business, but not yet sure that that was the path. Because, of course, you do the food and beverage for the hotels. Yeah, so I guess the Wolsey is a good entry point, <laughs> certainly in the same industry. Carla, what about yourself? Now, I studied law in Milan, and my family was not at all a hotel family. And then I married into um, the son of a, I mean, I married my husband, who's the son of, of a very good friend of my parents. And uh, and I knew exactly where I was um, going. Um, and it was it, it fascinates. It fascinated me. So it, it, you know, that's that's how it went. It, you know, I, I was supposed to be a criminal lawyer in Milan, and then I, I married into this family. Gosh, they're quite opposite. Criminal law and and beautiful hotels in Positano. It's quite the opposite. Yes, completely <laughs> different. A complete change of, change of course. But I think life, you know, it's it's beautiful just because you can decide what's good for you and. And change and change your life, you know, at, at, when when the occasion arises. It, it it was a good choice. I mean, we've been married thirty two years. Going strong. That's good. It's definitely destiny has worked out. Um, what's your earliest hotel related memory then? For Carla, I imagine it would be well, perhaps not when you got married. It would be sooner, much earlier, rather. I tell you that my first memory of Positano and the Sirenosa when I came as. Um, uh, you know, one of the one of the people invited to this party that my husband gave when he ended this hotel school, and um, and he spent six months in Rome before getting his first job um, in Puerto Rico at the Caribbean Hilton, and then moving to New York. And um, he made this um, this he made a party in Rome, and then a, a, a tail a tail and weekend following that and um and I came down and I was shocked to see to see this hotel and and I promised myself I was going to learn English and to come back to Positano and to this hotel which which I did both both of these things oh brilliant and uh Lydia what about yourself 
Well, my my earliest memories of hotels were really as a child, um, as a guest of my grandparents in a hotel that they owned called Pinina in the Algarve. Um, and I just remember a few things as a child were kind of marvelous. There was this very high diving board in the swimming pool. There was a giant chess set, like a huge, you know, a life-size chess set. And there was a fish tank with lobsters in it in the restaurant. And all these, these three things kind of stuck in my memory, but it was very much a sort of the annual family holiday with my parents and my grandparents and my cousins and aunts and uncles. That's a lovely family memory to, and that's very kind of, when you think of holiday or hotel, it's it's quintessential holiday with lobsters in the tank. <laughs> Carla, tell me how La Siranusa came to be. And why did your husband and his family choose the Amalfi Coast as a location? Because um, an uncle um, of, of my husband uh, inherited a house um, in Positano and during the war. And um, they were all in the war, except for my father-in-law that was too young. And then after the war, they, they found each other in Positano and decided to turn that house into a hotel. And Positano had just started being a destination. Uh, they started with eight rooms and the hotel um, uh, sort of uh, developed in, in the following years. And, uh, and then it became the size that it is now, which is the 58 rooms. And um, it grew organically. It was a family hotel, and, um, but, but a very lovely one. So it, it grew in a, to be probably one of the best hotels of Positano. Yeah, certainly in the world, it's absolutely spectacular. I've, I've been and I love it. So, um, yeah, absolutely. And Lydia, your father is, of course, Rocco Forte, so the founder and CEO of Rocco Forte Hotels. How many generations of the Forte family have worked in the hospitality business? How far back does it go? As far as I know, uh, on my dad's side, I would be the fourth generation. But hospitality in the loosest sense, uh, I think my, you know, my, my grandfather's family were part of a very common, um, you know, group of immigrants to the UK from Italy who ended up in food-related businesses. And so they all owned a deli or a cafe or an um, ice cream shop or sort of these sort of things. And my my grandfather actually met my grandmother in, who was working in her parents' deli in London. They'd come from Venice and opened this deli in London. And so on my dad's side, I think it's sort of, yeah, I would be the fourth generation. And then my grandfather started his own um, business with a milk bar on Regent Street. That was the first thing that was his own after working in his, you know, extended family's businesses for a while. And from there grew um, this business into um what became, I guess, at the time was the biggest hotel company in Europe, but it, it was had a massive range. It was everything from uh, motorway service stations. He did the mo- first motorway service station in the UK to um, luxury hotels, including the Hyde Park Hotel, which, which I guess now is the Mandarin um, and the Savoy um, and everything in between. That's brilliant. I mean, it goes way back and it's across all parts of hospitality, which is fantastic. Now, I think family-run hotels have a certain appeal about them. I think they have a certain touch and certainly a, 
as I said, an appeal for, for customers and visitors. What do you think it is about a family-run hotel that makes it different from other hotel experiences? So I think that what's different about family-owned hotel business is because your name is on the door and because you're, you're so related to the hotel and you represent the hotel, I think there's, on the one hand, a huge amount of pressure to make sure that what you represent is is good. Um, but also, on the other hand, there's a, a, a more positive side. There's a lot of pride in what you do and a lot of passion and knowing that you can have a big effect on the outcome. And um, the other thing I think that's really, really different about it is the long-term view and the attention to detail. So, I mean, every year, you know, and I know the Sierra Nusa does this as well. And uh, in our hotels, you think about what's the next thing, what are you going to add on, how are you going to improve, and there's very much a long-term vision. And I think we also experience the the hotel and the details of the hotel. So we we are in touch with the, the minutia of it, which come together to create the service and the experience that our our guests feel and next you know have. It's um, well. It's the personal touch um, that you um, that you that the, the family adds to the hotel. It's not a, a, in a, in a bigger corporation. Probably money is more important than um, service and quality, because of, because it, there's many outlets and and you you know you lose a little bit of the contact. And in in a family business, you you, you just try to, to do your best. Um, the whole family. Um, our, our our sons have now joined us, um, which was a big change. They arrived in 2020 during um, during the pandemic, and um, and one uh, one is in is more involved in food and beverage and in 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 the operations, having having been. To, to the hotel school and having having worked in operations, most of all, and the other is more um, is more focused in marketing and communications. But you know, but basically, we do work as a team, the four of us, and um, and we're always thinking to how how to expand. As as Lydia was saying, you you always think you know what the next move is. Yeah, I mean, I come from a, a family of hoteliers. And it's interesting because for us, you know, you treat it like your own home in the most luxury sense of it. So your guests come and every every element is, has got that personal touch, uh, which I think certainly makes it different from any other hotels. Um, a question for you both. How do you maintain your respective hotel's legacy? Obviously, you know, you've got a whole new generation of travelers and maybe there's multi-generational travel as well. But how do you keep this legacy while you're still connected with the modern traveler? I actually think, you know, the modern traveller more and more wants to feel the integrity and the authenticity of the of the hotel they're going to. So it's actually not such a conflict of interest. Um, I think obviously there are little things that we're always trying to, to do to adapt to the times. And actually being a family business, and I'm sure you found this, Cara, since your sons have started, having generations, multiple generations in the business allows you to have those debates about, you know, what trends have changed and what's new and what's different. And, you know, I always fought with my father for ages about having sharing menus 
in some of our restaurants. She said, sharing menus? Who wants a sharing menu? I want a first course and a main course and a dessert. Um, but um, I, I think I sort of maybe won him around on some of that. But um, I think that, yeah, just trying to keep up to date on some of the, on some of the softer things. I think also the sense of luxury has changed. Everything has become much more luxurious because I think people's home experiences are so luxurious now. Um, Or certainly our customers, you know, they have um, big homes and they spend huge amounts on interior design and lifestyle is such an important thing. Um, So the customer becomes ever more discerning and there's ever more competition in the market, which, you know, means everyone has to raise their game. But I do think that ultimately, even the modern traveler wants to experience, you know, the historic elements of a hotel and the authenticity of it and why it, you know, why it came about, what it is. Yes, I think, I think really you need to keep on innovating. Um, you, you can maintain, I mean, you maintain the legacy if you, if you change in a way, um, the hotel cannot become a dusty memory of the past um, because uh, it will it, it will die. Um, in order to uh, to maintain the, the the same feeling of of a luxury hotel but family home that we have been uh, trying to do for 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 so many years. Um, you need to innovate. For example, we started a a contemporary art collection uh, a few years ago that was something that was never done before and it it, uh, uh, it completely uh, enhances the the classic um, decoration that was uh, in the hotel. It it just makes it fresher and uh, new and and actually even the returning guests that, that come um, appreciate and they, you know, sometimes they don't even see um, that anything has changed because it's just it just feels refreshed, and um, and and the same with 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 operational changes. I mean, you you, you have to uh, continue working in order to improve. Otherwise, otherwise things will 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 die of boredom. We we would die of boredom. Yeah, I, I agree. It is. So you've both got a point, you know, you you still got the legacy, which is important, and it does relate to the new traveller, but modernising and, and changing with the times is so key. Lydia, is it, I don't know if this is a difficult question to ask, but do you have a favourite hotel in the group? Um, I, pro- I probably have, my favourite probably goes in waves according to which, which hotel I've been working on most lately, but um, I love our, our newest property in, in Palermo, in Sicily, called Villegea, um, which was built at the turn of the century as a, a sorry, 1900s, as a, a purpose-built as a hotel. And so it's very grand um, in a way that they, only they built hotels sort of back then um, with grand proportions and high ceilings and these amazing terrace gardens which go onto the sea. It's just on the outskirts of Palermo. Um, and the pool so it's sort of a hybrid city resort hotel but it's it gives access um, to the luxury traveler to Palermo which is a city which for the last few years probably didn't have that, that kind of level of offering hotel offering and um, I just I just love the city and 
the merging of cultures that that city represents and the amazing history that that Palermo has and and being in that hotel in that city for me is kind of a magical combination and we stopped at your new hotel with my with my sons and we had the most delicious lunch oh i'm so glad <laughs> yeah that's a relief i thought you were going to say we had a terrible lunch yeah, it was so delicious <laughs> it was the most delicious lunch incredible fish and beautiful vegetables it was really lovely <laughs> Carla do you have any favorite hotels outside of your own of course <laughs> well there is the Castello di Rescue which is uh, unbelievable and it's and it's also family run and it's brand new um, but the property is not new they they have been developing um, you, you know where it is it's in Umbria which is uh, one of the few regions in Italy that doesn't touch the sea, um, right um, near Tuscany. And, um, and this property had many um, rustic um, houses in, the, in, in this uh, terrain, in this estate, that they renovated one after the other and sold and rented uh, to, uh, to uh, people. And there was an old castle that they finally renovated and opened a year ago. And it's quite, quite nice. I'm actually going to stay there at, um, at the beginning of September for my, uh, with my husband for our anniversary. So you see, we're, we're very connected, Lydia. <laughs> <laughs> um, and obviously the recommendations are superb. So Lydia, uh, Director of Food and Beverage, Tell me about some of your favorite restaurants to eat at. I mean, how long I could go on for a long time. Um, London, which is, is the city I grew up in and which has, you know, an incredible offering in, in terms of food and restaurants um, that has evolved during my lifetime. Because I think, I think actually the beginning of, of, you know, London's restaurant scene was really, as we know it today, was really the year of my birth, 87 because you had uh, Alistair Little, who sadly just passed away, the River Cafe opened, uh, Kensington Place opened. And these three restaurants kind of transformed London. So, I mean, the River Cafe is still absolutely probably one of my favorite restaurants in the world. And um, and also in London, I have to say Brat in um, Shoreditch is fantastic. It's Tom O'Parry, and he just cooks over, over coals. Um, and does very simple meat and fish and vegetables, but all absolutely delicious. Um, and then otherwise, I think there's so many places that kind of are more about the experience almost than than the food and the setting and where you are. And I remember going to a restaurant called um, La Caracola in Jose Ignacio in Uruguay. But now, I mean, probably 15 years ago, and I would love to know if it's still as, as magical as I found it back then. Um, but the only way to access this beautiful beach uh, was via a little rowing boat. And again, it was a grill grill restaurant with very simple food, beach um, deck chairs, um, you know, and like sort of a simple beach fare, which I, which I loved. Um, I think generally in, in Amalfi, actually, you guys do such an amazing job at the Sirenuse. <laughs> it's so sweet. No, really, but the food everywhere in, in Amalfi, I think, is just fantastic. I think it's quite hard to go wrong. That's the best cuisine in the world for me, anyway. Actually, I agree. The food in this area is quite special. And um, 
I mean, like Los Colio, for example, in, in Nerano is superb food. Or today we went to the other beach place that is called Adolfo, super famous. And um, it's a very rustic trattoria on a beach. Really, you know, you, you don't even wear shoes and the, and the, the waiters are, have a battered T-shirt and the, everything is very, very easygoing and rustic, but the food is superb. And... Uh, and it's just what you want to eat. And um, other than that, I mean, if we're going uh, to a city, I love Pierluigi in Rome, which is probably the best fish in Rome. Uh, it's, it's, it's absolutely lovely. And, um, and in Milan, there is this little uh, tiny restaurant very near my house called La Brisa, um, which, is, which is absolutely d delicious. And they also have a garden and nothing nothing um, fancy or famous but in Milan is quite well known. Fun. Well, I also have to mention the Dinings um, which is a, a kind of Japanese fusion restaurant in, in Chelsea which is one of my favourites and because I loved it so much I uh, asked them to do a pop-up at Verdura, our resort in Sicily. So that's actually launching tomorrow which is exciting Um to see how they translate uh, the Japanese food using all of the local, amazing local Sicilian ingredients that we have there from the organic vegetable garden to the fishermen um, who, who bring their, their tuna in and the best tuna goes straight to Japan from there. So I'm quite, I'm quite excited about that. Um, Congratulations. That's an exciting yeah. launch. And these recommendations are super. Da Adolfo, I know brilliantly, and it's, it's super brat as well. I adore um, the turbot there is to die for. So it's um, both mouthwatering, all of the mouthwatering restaurants. I want to, we're obviously in the middle of summer holidays and, and family travel, and you both got families. So I want to explore family hotels and how you cater to that. And also any particular hotels you think are very good at catering to child-friendly travel well i'm not too good in this i mean our hotel really um is uh, is a hotel it's a very romantic place it's it's a place for couples more than for children i mean i i believe family hotels will have um more room for children to be children and to run or uh, some space to to play and and maybe to shout and our hotel is is very compact and very small so I'm not the right person to answer this question <laughs> but, uh, and my children are very grown up so it, it's been a long time since I went on a family holiday as you as you're talking with children uh, but maybe Lydia has more of an experience like this. Yes, I would say that, well, I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old right. who somehow I've managed to avoid from running in on us so far. Um, but um, most of our hotels, like, like Carla, are not, are not really necessarily family hotels. They're mainly city hotels. Um, and we have Torre Maitza and Puglia, which is a, a small resort and doesn't have a huge amounts of facilities for kids. Um, but the one that really is fantastic for children, and we try and go every summer, with the kids is Verdura um, in Sicily because um, it's, as Carla said, it's two kilometers of coastline. So you have all of this amazing space for the kids to run around. We have this fab fabulous kids club there. There's the tennis courts, there's the football academy, 
there's the water sports, there's the kids' pool, there's the other kids' pool. And so I think those sorts of places as a parent of young children, whilst maybe not your your primary destination as a romantic couple, um, you know, make your make your holiday relaxing because they absorb your children and all of the amazing stuff that's available to them. Um, but I think just in general, actually, hotels, and we do try and do this in all of in all of our properties, hotels which are welcoming to children. So even if they don't have you know masses of facilities for the kids, I think the attitude of you know being being welcoming to children and not being too bothered by the fact that sometimes they're a little bit loud and a little bit difficult and um you know the little touches like we do we have a, a teddy bear per hotel um, a mascot in all of our hotels and we do little um, storybooks based on that mascot um which you get and kids slippers and kids dressing gowns and i think things like that are quite make a difference definitely um have you both got anything coming up with the hotels that we should know about or look out for? There is there is this uh, this art project that is an, on, an ongoing. Um, uh, it, it, it's, it's evolving uh, continuously, and uh, and we keep on acquiring new um, new pieces of art, and that that's very exciting. That's super exciting. Oh, actually, we've got our. The Donovan Bar, which is our cocktail bar at Brown's Hotel in London, uh, which is run by Salvatore Calabrese, who's our bar maestro, self-professed maestro, uh, but he's a he's a big name in in cocktails, is popping up at Franco's Bar at the Serie Nausea at the end of August. That's right. That's so right. We have we're, a joint. Very, we're very excited about that. <laughs> we have a little joint uh, project. But otherwise, we're opening in um, we're opening in Milan in twenty three, which is very exciting. Um, and we have a couple of other new hotel projects underway, which are not quite signed yet, and I can't really talk about. Um, but uh, in Italy and in Greece, um, so that's that's what the majority of what we're working on right now. Ongoing wonderful openings and collaborations. As a final question for both of you, what is your favorite thing about being part of a family business? Well, it's very rewarding to um, to see our, our our boys come back and 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 sort of get part of the family. It 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 took it took a few uh, a few years actually since they came back to for them to really get into the mechanism of this. Uh, of this family venture because you know working in a family is not so um, easy as it could um, as it could seem to be from outside. There, um, you, you still have to prove to your family to be worth uh, to be worth the job that you're given, and it's and it's actually unbelievable to see them flourish and uh, and to be reassured that. Uh, you know there will be a continuity after us because you know we've been we've been here dedicating our life um, to this hotel for thirty for thirty years and 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 seeing that there is hope for the future um, is is fantastic. So you know it's very emotional, I have to say, but but for for the for the good for the good of of it. 
I actually have to mirror what, what Carla said that, you know, I think as a, a member of a family that joins the business as, as the next generation, I think there's, and I think my father felt this when he joined his father's business, um, there's actually a huge amount of pressure to prove yourself. And I think you almost have to, because sometimes there's an assumption that you're there just because you're related. And so you, you have to work hard to get, get over those assumptions. Um, but I do think one of the nicest things about working in a family business, apart from being able to see your family all the time, I mean, my, my desk is next to my dad's uh, and two away from my brother's and my sister still pops into the office all the time. And my aunt is, a, is you know, just on the other side of the office. Um, so that's wonderful that you actually get to stay connected, but also and, and to have a reason to talk you know, every day and be with each other every day. But also, um, I think there's something nice about I'm quite a frank person and an open and a direct person. And I love the idea that you can discuss your real opinions. You can kind of have arguments, actually, knowing that you're still connected and you're still going to be there tomorrow. Um, and, and so you can disagree. And, and through the disagreement, I think, comes um, new ideas and new perspectives and ways of doing things and compromise, which in the end is better than if you know no one had put the intellectual process into defending their position. So I think that's fun. Would you want your children to enter the business as well? I think secretly. I want my children to do whatever makes them happy. But I think secretly, I mean, that's kind of a dream, isn't it? To be able to work with your children. Thank you both so much for your time, for your insights, for sharing um, the story of the hotels. And I wish you both wonderful summer trips and these collaborations sound superb. Where can we follow you or the businesses on social media? At Les Sirenos on Instagram. And um, that's about it, I think. <laughs> I, I, uh, we have at Rocco Forte Hotels on Instagram. And I think we, well, we have Facebook as well. And I'm pushing for, for TikTok, but we're not there yet. Um, and then I have my own Instagram handle, which is La Vita Forte. Yeah, um, mine is Carla Positano. Wonderful. Thank you both so very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to season four. We hope you have enjoyed it as much as we have recording it. Please do share, like, comment, and of course, feel free to listen to our previous seasons where we talk travel, women in travel, and women in business. Have a wonderful rest of the summer, and we look forward to welcoming you back for season five.